A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone, it's the Build Up Show, Liverpool FA Cup quarter-final action. Uh, I, I genuinely had to pause for a moment there, I was like, is it the quarter-final? It's because it's been that long since we've been this far into this competition. Uh, anyway, I'm Paul Machen, Dan Club and Steve Plunkett join me in the studio for this one. Uh, yeah, Liverpool, Nottingham Forest. Um, we ate them apparently. Uh, there's a song that we used to sing on the schoolyard that uh, I never really thought about for a number of years. Um, I want to talk about the rivalry, and we'll come to that in a little bit. But firstly, about this game, Steve, I think this is the this is a big turning point in Liverpool's season, which sounds weird because obviously we've progressed to the Champions League, we've closed the gap on Man City in the Premier League, we've already won the League Cup. I think this is potentially the last game where the world wants us to lose. And I think if we can get beyond that and get into the semis, and obviously the Champions League draw will be a big a big factor in this as well. But I wonder if there's a there's a groundswell of people who don't just who don't pathologically hate Liverpool who might start to get behind everything that we're doing, but make no mistake. The underdog story, the FA Cup, it's on domestic television. They'll be like pigs and shit, hoping that yeah. Liverpool absolutely uh, do something stupid and cock this up. Yeah, I agree with you. That then they might do it quietly, but I think some of the world will start going. Hang on a minute, we might witness a quadruple. I've said it, and they really didn't want you, but there you go. The Q word is is a bit scary at the moment, um, and also the club themselves, Liverpool themselves, they get through a quarter final. When you get to the semi finals, shit gets real, yeah. and you'd absolutely have to take it. Really seriously, you know, there'll, there'll be a lot of rotation, which I'm sure we'll get to, but yeah. get to a semi final and it's a game changer and it's um, it's another quantum leap towards loads of silver pots at the end of the season. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think the the, the football purists will start to think, hang on a minute, this, the, we would be witnessing something that we thought we might never see. Yeah, uh, that's it. And, and, and look, it's the FA Cup in it. Um, so you get this. They just love it. It's, the FA Cup is all about the wheel out of every bit of old foot. Every Nottingham Forest legend that ever was from back in the day. There'll mm-hmm. be Brian Clough memoriams up and down the, the, the country. And go, oh, bloody hell, remember him. Remember, remember Nottingham Forest. And there will be that thing of, again, that tinge of nostalgia. And again, they just love the whole, that whole underdog thing, which the FA Cup seems born for. Yeah. And the, the comment, the commentary will all be geared towards. Oh, can they do something? Can they do something? And, and this makes that. And, and look, we'll talk about the quality of Forest because I think that's that's a considerable factor in this. But yeah, that that's something that Liverpool are almost fighting against. Mm. Is everyone loves? That's what the thing people love most about the FA Cup. So we do have to safeguard against the story. Is that Liverpool's massive season comes crumbling down against the, the weakest opponent they're probably going to have to face yeah there is obviously all them sort of factors to it um, <coughs> commentators rooting for teams against Liverpool is not something we're uh, particularly adverse to is yeah, it yeah, I mean yeah, if we're going to be honest yeah exactly yeah. yeah so I mean most people want Liverpool to lose the coin toss at the start of the game let alone the actual football match so I actually think it's something that Klopp half enjoys to be honest with you I think he quite enjoys creating that siege mentality within the squad Um, and I think we thrive upon it but you're dead right this is that one real big banana skin left in it because whatever happens from here on out happens and if we go out the Champions League at some stage it's going to be a pretty high quality opponent if we happen to drop points in the Premier League which I'm not entirely sure we will it's going to be against somebody very good this is the one left whereby you'd say we should prevail here yeah. but you're right everything in the build up they're going to talk about the old rivalry that used to be they're going to talk about how good Nottingham Forest used to be so in many ways the cards are stacked against us 
but the odds certainly aren't because we are quality. I think that's a really good way to look at it, to be honest. And just, let's just look back at Forest and how they kind of they've kind of made their way so far. Goes all the way back to the third round and that Arsenal game. They beat Arsenal one 0 staying the the much the better side in that game. And I think that sort of kick started this. There's a, there's a lot of warm and fuzzies around. Forest, they were, they, were, they were much better against Arsenal, uh, without a doubt. They then get into the next one, they then knock out Leicester comfortably, 4-1, knocking Leicester out. Um, and a bit less, I mean, it draws the eye a bit less, but obviously getting past Huddersfield, 2-1, a bit of a tighter one in, mm-hmm. in, in the fifth round. Um, yeah, they're the, the not to be sniffed at. My hope is because they're on the the sort of fringes of the playoff places, there is a sense of like, this is a big free hit. They've played a midweek game against QPR as well. So, you know, if there's a bit of like, even if they're a good championship side, they're coming to Liverpool with, they're in the cycle. They're in the midweek weekend cycle. They're playing a lot of football. You might get a big old push out of them with the Mm. home crowd and all Mm. that, which we need to be wary of. But you'd hope that, no, even depending on what Liverpool do in terms of their eleven, we should have enough in the tank, uh, and obviously the additional quality as well. There's, there's another way to look at that. We, we will rotate. If I'm the manager of Nottingham Forest, I'm saying to the players, go and prove to yourself that you're on the fringes of the playoffs. If you can get to the Premier League, go and prove to yourself you belong on the same football pitch as these lads. Yeah, and go and prove to the fans that we belong on the same football pitch as these lads. So, in in that regard, um, it's all positive for Forest. Yeah, they're in a no-lose situation at all. Yeah, and all the pressures on us, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. They and their season's shaping up really nicely. And the good thing is that they've got they've got bigger fish to fry, and that's getting out of the championship. You know, that's something. And I've always said this. I always feel like Forest, and it's just it's it's always the area you grew up in. Mm. Like I, I've, it's a social experiment I'd love to conduct of name your Premier League twenty. Name the clubs that you think are the most Premier League teams. And yeah. I, honestly, I'd. I'd Nottingham Forest are instinctively in it for me. Like Sheffield Wednesday are in it for me. There's weird clubs in there because of me growing up yeah, in, yeah. in yeah, the nineties. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but as I say, that they've got the 36 games played. They've got a game in hand uh, between one and two games in hand of all the teams. Have bought them 58 points in the championship so far. Middlesbrough bought them on 59. QPR, which again, they got the win against midweek, which is big. 59. Luton above that on 60, and then Blackburn on 61. Huddersfield on 63. But again, they've got two games in hand over those teams. The this could be the thing, and we see this a lot actually in Liverpool in cup competitions. Stay. We play a lot of these kind of teams who are, who are doing okay. Think back to the League Cup finals mm-hmm. against Cardiff. We're having a good season at that point. Birmingham were having a good season back in 2001. Um, I don't expect this to be an absolute walk in the park because again, they just they've got a they've got a good thing going. Absolutely, and they changed their manager not so long ago, and they have mm-hmm. a major new manager bounce, and he's done yeah. really good things with them. It's Steve Cooper, Steve isn't yeah, he? yeah. He's, got, he's got Liverpool connections. Used to be yeah, under 23 manager yeah. at Liverpool, yeah. He's doing a really good job, yeah. uh, and as I said before, you know, it's an opportunity for them to, well, to go and enjoy it, cause, because that what you just put on screen there and showed everyone is the bread and butter. Let's get the games in hand one, let's get ourselves into the playoffs and try and do it that way. And I think the front two in the Championship are gone, so it's the playoffs yeah. for the rest yeah. of them. Um, this is a, a nice sideshow. You've got Liverpool coming. Everyone knows who Liverpool are. You know, the history between the two sides goes back to the 70s, 80s. There's a lot of heritage in this, a lot of football heritage yeah. in this fixture. Um, I'm sure we'll touch on that. But Absolutely. A, lot, a great opportunity for them to enjoy themselves against arguably the best club side in the world right now. Uh, right, yeah. And, and that's, it's funny because that, that, that pedigree and the heritage stuff counts. When you, if you, I mean, you've got to be good. First and foremost, you know what I mean? Like, so pedigree and heritage hasn't helped Nottingham Forest at any point in the last no, 20 years. Not really. <laughs> but when you've got something going for you, it can help. And I think that's one of the reasons that's helped them get through so far. They've obviously got a good identity. They've got mm-hmm. a decent squad, quite a crop of players, good manager, and that's helping them. But that is when you come face to face, nose to nose with with a, with a club with bigger, bigger heritage yeah. and all the additional quality. I want to know your thoughts, Dana. Um, what what are Forest to you? What are your what are your what's your knowledge, memories, feelings on Nottingham Forest? Uh, truth be known, I'm not particularly au fait with the rivalry, I must admit, because I was I was born in nineteen ninety one. Um, and I remember Nottingham Forest being in the Premier League and, and certainly being a big football club, there's absolutely no two ways about that. But in terms of the rivalry, it's only sort of um, learnt knowledge of Liverpool's history and Nottingham Forest history, obviously that, that rivalry even comes into my way of thinking. Um but in terms of Forest particularly I mean, European Cup winners, 
consecutively twice. twice. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, what more can you say? That's a seriously big football club right there. And obviously, Steve references how they're getting on at the moment. And if they can get back in the Premier League, then, then happy days because made up for Steve Cooper for a kickoff, but also they're playing good football right now. Um, and they've got a couple of talented players. That's Jed Spence, Ben and Johnson. We've got to beware. But in terms of a football club, very big, but not quite us. Yeah, they, they fall into that category. And, and, and Villa are a bit of this as well, aren't they, um, Steve? Where, first that they've won a European Cup, which which matters. And we make mm. a big deal about this. And there's football clubs that purport to be much bigger and more important who haven't achieved that feat. We beat one of them last night. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, I... So, obviously, I, well, I was born in 83. So, I caught the tail end... And obviously, you think about like obviously build up to Hillsborough and and, and that mm. kind of stuff. And obviously, Forest, Liverpool Forest was a big was still a big game of football mm. by the end of, by the end of the eighties. But I remember them more as the as a Premier League team. But like the the tail end where they were no threat, they were not going to challenge for titles. They were a a, a a capable Premier League quality side who you knew. And they carried a reputation, but they were the Stan Collymore, Steve Stone, Nottingham Forest team who yeah. eventually ended up with neither of those players and they had they got a bit asset stripped mm. and then that was the end of Forest. But when you go you don't have to go too far back and like they were in one of Forest were very much one of those teams in regards to the Liverpool rivalry, the way that Javier is so like it's it's Chelsea and United in the mid noughties. It's mm-hmm. Man United and Arsenal in the, it's it's Liverpool and Man United in a spell. It's Liverpool and Everton in the mid in the mid eighties, yeah. Liverpool Arsenal toward the end of the eighties, etc. etc. Then winning European Cups at the at that early eighties and that Liverpool side, there was a great rivalry between the two. Massive. Teams. And they were a real threat to our crown as the kings of Europe, the kings mm-hmm. of English football. Um I think what happened with, with them was um the law of continental football. Couple of their players succumbed to that, notably yeah. Trevor Francis, um, and that undermined them massively in the same way that Gary Lineker and Trevor Steve and all those guys leaving mm-hmm. Everton did the same to them. Yeah. Make no mistake about it, in, in the sort of late seventies, early eighties, Nottingham Forest were primed to go head to head with Liverpool season in, season out. Um, they had, a, they had a mercurial manager who was really good. Mm giving players right hooks one minute and getting the best out of them the next minute. So that that heritage goes back a long, long way. We we won the European Cup the following season. They put us out. So so, so how good they were. Yeah. Um, and they, they they were not to be sniffed at. They were a really good side. They had John Robertson, players like that. It was superb. So it's going to be euphoric for them. It's like a, a, a revisiting the glory days, um, the halcyon days of European Cups for mm-hmm. Nottingham Forest, and that alone will count, will give them an extra ten percent, and that's the worry for me. I equated it, so I, was, I did an interview. Um, I was interviewed by Dan Taylor, the, the Athletic, in the week, and I equated it a bit too um, when we met Flamengo in the Club World yes, Cup, and yeah. they've got this like they remember. They rem- oh, they remember us. Oh, they remember Liverpool. And they've had this little thing where they've been stewing on that Waiting for a very yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah. And I get the sense of that from Forrest is that this, I mean, because our fan base, have, have, there's a, a massive amount of our fan base who haven't really thought about Forrest because you don't. But of course, Forrest will be aware of Liverpool because you can't not be aware of Liverpool because they've been on the on the big stage of football and Champions League and finals and what have you. And it's one of those weird rivalries where it's not really existed in Liverpool fans' minds for a while. Either. It's not mm. a toxic rivalry, but it'd be interesting to see because I don't know. I don't know how Nottingham Forest really feel about us mm. because, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's there's been so, so long, much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. much distance and space. Yeah, I, I don't think. I think the generation of Nottingham Forest fans now would have no feelings about Liverpool because we've lived in two separate worlds for the last twenty odd years. Yeah. That's the reality of it. People sort of my age and, and uh, your dad's age and people like that remember Nottingham Forest vividly and, and the relationship the, the, between the two clubs wasn't toxic. It was like, we're going to need to dig deep here because they're coming. And then suddenly they just drifted away. And then as you, you came into football and started watching football as they were coming to the end of their Premier League tenure, if you like, yeah. um, they've had some difficult times. So it'd be, it'd be a great occasion for them to, to recall all of those those nights when they when they really were a good side. Um, but But... You know, <clears throat> what's their priority? What what will they actually look to achieve on the day? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a fascinating one. I, there's something that you just like about these. You know, again, having a little bit of that, that, the heritage, the history that we mentioned, mm. adds a little bit of spice to it. It just means again, you know, they, they will be ramping it up to try and uh, oversell the whole giant killing thing. But at least all like the pre-match packages will be good because, to be fair, even when Forest were at their best, Liverpool were. Even better, yeah. you know. So there's, um, yeah, there's, there's, we're going to see a lot of great. Uh, great and you're right, moments. the spectre of Brian Clough. Yeah, an image of Brian Clough presiding over the club badges is being portrayed all over Nottingham right now, and and, and elevating people's expectations. So, yeah, it'd be an interesting game. Yeah, absolutely right. We've got a um, trivia question before the break, and that is, and I'm sure that you know you'll, you'll see this one mentioned a lot. But name our eleven. The last time we played Nottingham Forest, back with the answer after the break. Hey guys, it's Steve here. Hopefully you are enjoying this podcast. Just want to let you guys know if you want even more Redmen TV goodness in your ears, every single show that we produce over on our subscription service, Redmen Plus, also comes in podcast format. So you can get all of our amazing content on the go. Hopefully you enjoyed that one and hopefully you enjoyed the rest of the show. Um, right, the question was, uh, name Liverpool starting 11 the last time we played Nottingham Forest. Um, it was all the way back on the 5th of April in 1999. Um, so, yeah, eight, as we've just established. Yes, I was eight. Yeah, I was eight at the time. Yeah. How old are you then? 18. Nice. In your, in your pomp? In your prime? In all my glory. Yeah. Tearing it up, he was, he told us. <laughs> Tearing it up. Yeah. Well, that was all about playing football then. Well, so. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. There's a few people, a couple of people in the comments have had a good, some good little guesses on this one. Um, but I'd be astonished if anyone's got it all the way right. Steve, you were trying to work it out in the break. What I think you? I got nine, didn't I? Okay. So James in goal, song James right back, really song back, right back. Yeah. Partnership of Matteo and Carragher. Matteo and Carragher. Staunton on the left. Steve Staunton left back. Redknapp. Yep. Ince. Yep. Uh, Owen. Yep. I had another midfielder, McManaman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's two. I'm missing the centre. One more midfielder and one more forward. And 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 the forward thing's escaping me at the minute. Okay. Brain fart over that one. Left midfield, Berger, Patrick Berger. So I've got ten. And um, the centre forward partner in 1999. Come on. Oh. Robbie Fowler. Yeah. Um, just for just for shits and giggles, the substitutes that day were Brad Friedel, Stigging, Bjornaby, and I'm. Shocked, we're still like I said, he played, yeah. I thought Steven Gerrard, the man with wristbands, Oivan yeah. Oivan yeah. who, who gave me my love of putting lines through O's. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I became genuinely obsessed with doing that in school books in the in the years still around. Do it now. The, yeah, yeah, honestly, like it's, still, it's an <laughs> obsession. Um, uh, Steven Gerrard and Carl Eintz Riedler, yeah, oh, goals God, came from Jamie Redknapp. Uh, and Michael Owen uh, in in the two two draw. Doogie Friedman, um, better known I think probably for his Crystal Palace, Palace time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and Pierre Van Hooydonk with a ninetieth minute equaliser for them. Uh, out of interest, their team: Mark Crosley, Mathieu Louis Jean, uh, Thierry Bonnelet, Carlton Palmer, Richard Goff, who I'd forgotten played for them. You know, he yeah. played for Everton when he was like forty, didn't he? In the back yeah, end of his yeah. career, and obviously Rangers. Um, Christian Edwards, Andy Johnson, Dougie Friedman, Pierre Van Hooydonk, Marlon Harewood. Oh wow! Mm, yeah, he must uh, have been young then. Must have been yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, and in terms of substitutes Neil Shipley came on as well who was again most people watch this will have no idea who Neil Shipley was but um, he was he stood off for me because in the 90 Premier League 94 sticker book they had like two pages dedicated to the rising stars and he was like Neil Shipley's going to be one to watch out for the mockers on him there he played for Palace as well I think Alan Rodgers was a scouser as well there you go there you go and opposition manager oh god is he well known very well known Scouser as well. Massive knobhead. Massive racist. Former Man United manager. Scouser? Ron Atkinson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's you know what? His bio you know what? On Wikipedia. I actually feel glad I've forgotten him. <laughs> that's what. 
That's his bio on Wikipedia. Massive top heads, massive racist. Yeah, but you can go in and change someone's bio on Wikipedia. Yeah, it will be now. If it wasn't before, it will be now. Yeah. What did you say, Paul? Yeah, no, genuinely. Right, South. Yeah, if you got all that right, you're you're an absolute you're an absolute genius. We had some people say in there. Simon Cook had shouts for Ancho Makatea. Unfortunately, not. Um, but yeah, there you go. Right, uh, Rachel Todd said I was I was thirty nine. You were thirty nine at the time, blimey! So you must remember Forrest very, very vividly yeah. for be, for being for being very good. Um, yes, sounds. Let me uh, just catch up with where we're up to. Yes, the Liverpool team. Um, got a good old natter about Forrest now. I. <sighs> I'm not sure quite what the eleven's going to be, and we'll, we'll work our way up to it. But damn, first and foremost, there's no way that there's not a good deal of rotation from the from the game against Arsenal. No, there isn't, um, and for lots of reasons, really, um, and not really a sort of stereotypical ones when it comes to Liverpool in the FA Cup, because usually it's a case of okay, this is the cup, let's rotate. This is more of a case of. There's players there that need and deserve minutes. Yes. Probably deserve being the operative word in that, actually, because we spoke earlier on the uh, the last word about how your likes of the Cater... final word, but that's fine. Sorry, Brandon, yeah, my bad, yeah. But, well <laughs> yeah um, how Cater hasn't had a kick there, you're saying. He really, you know, probably has earned yeah. a start in that game. So there's a lot of players knocking around. Alex Ocker Chamberlain is the one. Harvey Elliott's not been involved recently. Curtis Jones gets the final few minutes. So, yeah, he probably... There is going to be rotation, but purely because we've got the squad to do it now as opposed to let's just do it. I think there's a the interesting sort of question to get us into this, really. I mean, there's two there's things we don't know at the moment. Today. So, Milner and Kostas both missed out this mm. week from the squads due to illness. Now, that wasn't specified at the time. Obviously, we, we all just presume every illness is COVID at this point, yeah. uh, which means that if it is, there's a chance they'll be back, but it's about whether whether they've trained or not. That's the only real concern. It's, it's actually quite a big concern for it what is. we're doing because you've got Nico Williams out on loan. The other options, therefore, for fullback is you could put Gomez in at right back, but really you probably want to have a conversation about Gomez at centre half mm-hmm. for this game. And then your left back could be his own Beck, and your right back's Connor Bradley. Beyond that, realistically, uh, and Forrester physical. Yeah. And that worries me. And that's that's they're the kind of changes at this stage when it matters. I think if you draw Forrest in the third round, I think he's less asked. Mm-hmm. But this is a quarterfinals. You've got to place at Wembley to to play for. You're two games away from lifting a, lifting a trophy. He'll be he'll be hoping, and and then it so then it boils down to if they're not available, do you you've kind of got to ask Robbo and or Trent to go again, really, and rightly so. Yeah. I think genuinely, rightly so. We talked about get over this hurdle, and then suddenly it's like you're thinking about the trophy. The day we go to try to win the trophy, you got the semi final, so so you don't compromise your team at this stage. You're quite right. The third round reference is a really good one. Mm-hmm. I think at this stage, it's it would be awful to get to a quarter final against this. No disrespect to Nottingham Forest against a side that, for all intents and purposes, we should be beating. Yeah, we go and undercook the team, and we, we end up coming away from there with, on, on the wrong end of a result. And then we spend the next couple of weeks thinking, ah, what if? We don't yeah. need any ah, what ifs at this stage in our yeah. season. We need, yes, that one's done. We smash that one onto the next one. Yeah, Put them to bed as quickly as we can so we can focus on the next one. Yeah, uh, the, the the only thing, I've just had a quick look at this just to, just to corroborate this, but because obviously Robbo is the kind of lad who plays a lot of football. Mm-hmm. A Scotland's game against Ukraine has been postponed, so they only got the one game in the international Feasible break. Feasible then, isn't it? So that's that that yeah, that makes it a little easier, yeah. doesn't it, Dan? Because you know, because you know, Robbo as the Scotland captain's going to play, mm-hmm. and he's going to play, and he's going to play, and he's going to play, and we're going to have to pick up the the pieces of whatever gets returned to us. Um, I don't know. We don't know what Trent's status is with the England squad. They've got a couple of friendly games, you know, to come. So there's more flexibility around that, of course. But you, you can't imagine a world where Trent would go and play 180 minutes in two games because Southgate's just a weirdo in that regard, isn't he? So he'll, he'll, he'll obviously have his best yeah. mate, Reese James, yeah. uh, getting minutes or, or whatever. So it's not ideal, but it's maybe not quite as bad as it. It could have been in that regard. No, that's it. It's not quite as problematic, is it? It gives us that little bit of leeway because both fullbacks probably aren't going to play what they would normally play in sort of normal circumstances. And if there was a manager who knew how to use Trent like Jurgen Klopp does. Um, but yeah, I think 
For me, the ideal scenario would still be Milner and Simicast, mm-hmm. and particularly Simicast because I think as much as we'd like to rest Robertson, and he certainly deserves a rest, and it would be really beneficial to do so moving forward. Simicast also deserves those minutes, yes. you know, because I think he's been really good when called upon this season. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, think he's let anybody down. Well, we're not far removed from we we put a poll out ahead of a game saying who do you want at left back, and it was a fifty fifty split. And there you go, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's probably fair enough because every time he has been coming to the side, he's been outstanding. And credit should go to Robertson in many ways for the fact that he had that little break out the side. I think he had an ankle injury in the early in the season, and he come back and he went, "I'm not having that. I'm going up gears," and he has done. But we shouldn't forget Simicast, and he's one of them players where you think, God, he's so good, he's so good, he shouldn't be really sitting on the bench for us. So yeah. every opportunity we get, and this is one, he almost has to play. Um, and no disrespect to, to Bradley and Beck, when I've been weighing this up in my head, I don't really want to see them two on Sunday. I think you can get away with one right, okay, if you yeah. have to, and it's probably Bradley because he's yes. a bit more experience. Yes. Yeah. But you need if you're gonna do that, then you tell him Robertson that he's defo he's defo playing and you need to have it you need to go you might need to go stronger and it might facilitate it might mean you have to go stronger at centre half than you want to do yes, because true. I don't think you don't you wanna you don't wanna run any risks really. I am just looking on uh, premierinjuries.com, they've got Milner and, and Simicast both rated as fifty fifty. Um whether they'll be available for this one, both with viruses. So, I yeah, suppose the way to look at it, Paul, is if it is Robertson and again, you don't ever look down on your opposition. Simicast could quite easily come in against Watford and Robertson gets his break there. So, yeah. so there are permutations which allow us yeah. to give him a rest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just that the, 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 it's just Trent as much as anything else. He, he, you need to just not play Trent Alexander-Arnold in this game because I don't see a game of football coming up because no. oh, that's the, you because I agree on the Costas thing. I think we've seen we'll see it now. I don't think we'll see a lot of Simicast between now and the end of the season because no. we're gonna hit. It's going to be, you've got to Full win every tilt, game. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Robbo made that point post match, didn't he? About it's just a straight sprint to the end of the season once you get back from the internationals. So I think he, Klopp, will naturally rely on the ones he, know, he knows he can rely on. So Salah will play every game. But beyond this, I would imagine. And, mm-hmm. and same will go for Robertson and Van Dyke and Alison Becker and so on and so forth. This, um, sorry, just, this could be the last chance we get to almost rotate this side quite heavily this season, unless. We get like a ridiculous lead in the first leg of Champions League semi final. Yes. Then we might be able to put. Aside from that, realistically, this is the one final opportunity we've got to give some people some well earned rest. Yeah, yeah. And then you, yeah, you're looking at it in terms of it's, it's subs, isn't it? And and we've got that going for us in this with the with the five subs thing. But I no, I totally I totally agree on that one. Um, I guess it leads us into the question then: Who do we think is nailed on to play this game? Um, because I think both Milner and Costas would be nailed yeah. on if they were fit, but who else falls into that category? So if they're fit, they're right and left back straight away. Yeah, yeah. Keller. Kelleher will play. We think Keller will play because yeah. obviously we've actually I'll get the team up from um, yeah. from uh, from Norwich in the last round. It was Allison in goal. It was mm-hmm. Milner, Canate, Gomez, Simicas. Yeah. It was Ox, Henderson, Jones, and then it was uh, Taki Minamino, Divock and Diogo Jota. Your back five on that. I think there is probably about five you go with against Forest. So no, Allison. Ka- no, sorry, with Kelleher and goal. Yeah. Because I think the the Kelleher not playing that one. That was straight after the final. Yeah, wasn't still drunk. yeah still and drunk. I think I still think there was um like a almost like a high he wanted to sort of bring him down from. from yeah. That's how it felt because I I honestly thought Kelleher was a shoe in for that game, but yeah. obviously Klopp knows better than all of us on many aspects. Yeah. Um, but that just felt to me like he thought, okay, I'll just bring him down just ever so slightly from what's just happened. Mm. And the other thing as well that I don't think he likes to leave Allison out for back-to-back games yes. because he needs to play to keep himself in momentum. We actually saw this with the first leg of the League Cup against Arsenal. Yeah. Allison plays that even though Klopp had previously stated it was Kelleher's competition. Mm-hmm. But we'd had the FA, we'd had the FA Cup prior to that, and, and Allison had had. Uh, he'd had COVID as yes, well right, in the yeah, lead up to that, so he needed to get back in and playing. So there's a chance that I, I would, I would imagine Kelleher will come in for this because you just want to, he's earned that right, yeah. and you want to keep him, keep him ticking over. But I'm sure there'll be people watching this and listening to this going, oh god, no, just you know, because we just want the stability yeah. of putting the best keeper out. But we've said this before, Paul. If for some reason, touch words, Alison wasn't available between now and the end of the season. <laughs> Nobody in this conversation would be overly concerned about putting Kelleher in because yeah. he's a more than able deputy. Yeah. So we shouldn't have any concerns about playing him in a yeah. FA yeah. Cup game. It's similar to the conversation pre the final, isn't it? 
whereby we all kind of knew it was going to be Kelleher, but there was those sort of nagging doubts whereby you see how well and how outstanding Alisson is and you think, maybe you should go to Alisson. But like you say, Kelleher's just, he's also brilliant. Um, Canate? Yeah. So we're thinking, so Kelleher we feel is nailed, nailed on. We're happy to nail our close to the mast on that. The full-backs... Any any midfielders that you think they've just just they've just got to play football because for me it's Oxley Chamberlain mm-hmm. and I, w- without actually thinking about who else goes in the midfield he's just fallen down the, the pecking order again. I'm not putting him in. Really, I'm having Henderson at six okay. because Henderson needs that intensity of playing games. We spoke about it in the final word about Matic being as good as he is because he's playing every week, once, twice, three times a week. Um, and my view would be you, you you go with 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 Jones on the left and then one from Cater and Elliot on the right. Interesting. I really want to see Elliot. I I really want to see well, Elliot. And again, he's another one. He's not been even making the match yeah. in the squad. Yeah, and I probably and I Elliot and Oxley Chamberlain probably the toss up for me, and I'd fall on the side of Elliot. Um, and Cater on the left hand side of that three is perfect. Um, there's an argument to say. I'd go Joe Gomez at right back, which I know is something you weren't particularly sure about, just to get Milner into the six, uh-huh. because I actually think we could do with Vesting Henderson and Fabinho here. Yeah. Um, and that's that's that, then that's another interesting conundrum because I don't disagree necessarily with the Hendel at six thing. Again, we've seen it. That's how we rest and rotate Fabinho. Yes. Is the Henderson comes in, and then what we'll do is we'll probably either bring Fabinho on for the last half an hour or maybe you bring Morton on if the game's done and dusted but I don't see a world where Tyler Morton starts this game and in another world you'd be starting Milner in the six I think but but you need Milner to play full back that worries me because Milner's not great on the stretch no he's not he's not but more more just for how you utilise your, controlling your the squad. Game, Milner gets his minutes and he's more effective in the right back position for me than, than sitting in the six when Forest start like an house on fire because the fans are behind them and they've all the euphoria of the build-up and then they're asking questions and Milner turning and running towards his own goal. And, and I'm not knocking him. The guy's 36, 37 years old and father time catches up with everybody and yep. from right back he can still have a massive influence on the game yep. and there's nobody behind him. So every the whole game's in front of him. Oh, it's an interesting shout. Um, is, does Diogo Jota need to start yes. this game? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's got Gomez syndrome and he's after some games to get back match sharpness, hasn't he? I think the goal will have helped immeasurably, um, but he looks... And there's a there's a, a variety of contributing factors. I mean, like just, just injury and then you've got... Obviously, we, we're trying to get Diaz up to speed. We're trying to... I think we're trying to manage Mane psychologically as well I, don't, I think we'll be very careful not to ruin Sadio Mane yeah. um, and obviously Salah's Salah so you, you're fighting a losing battle if you think you're going to you know usurp him off the team really so yeah, I agree but then we're then back in that situation of if we're, if we're good in if we, we want to have Divock Origi prime for Divock Origi moments at some point during the season Taki Minamino deserves to play this yeah. game so does Bobby so does Bobby yeah, Firmino. I, I can't get either of them in there in terms of um, Origi and Minamino. I just can't, and I completely agree with you. I would say they deserve to play both of them, but there's a, quite a few players who'd probably deserve. So I just can't get them in. I'd have Jota, Bobby and Minamino. It's an interesting shout. Well, we're going to work our way to what we think will be an 11 <laughs> because, it, it, again, it's tricky because I think that there's a we're past the point of it picks itself because it's all the lads who aren't playing or there's all the lads or you've got a bunch of kids who you know are going to play you know we're not going to see Kay Gordon start this game you know, we might be on the bench might mm. but like there's a bunch of lads there who would have figured in the early rounds there's stuff that are not now because we're there now and, I, and we're, I think we're going to do what City do in this kind of situation we're going to take it very very seriously and you'll see nine or ten senior footballers probably um, up and down the sort of pecking order, but yeah. We'll, we'll... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, Jay Pearson done an absolutely stellar job on that. That is streaming from Monday. So if you're wondering how you're going to get through the international break, don't worry, we've got you covered on Redmen Plus. That's brand new content. Uh, there's also been some great documentaries going out there in the last couple of months. There's one um, on the craftsman of the couple, a fellow who literally creates banners that go on to uh, become part of the fabric of this football club. Uh, going back, there's the 50 greatest Liverpool players of the Premier League era. There's a three-episode series on Jordan Henderson's 10 years at Liverpool with some incredible contributors. Just loads, loads and loads and all the bonus extra shows that we do in video and podcast form as well. Uh, head to theredmentv.com and get involved with all of that. Uh, oh, and I, haven't, I don't know if you've got onto it, but Liverpool are in the hunt for four trophies this season. Um, so, yeah, yeah, plenty of reasons to sign up. Uh, right, sound. Go on then, Steve. What's your 11 for this game? Uh, Callaghan goal. Yes. If the two lads that we've spoken about are fit... Milner and Costas, right and left back, respectively. Mm-hmm. Gomez and Canate in centre defence. Yep. Henderson in the six, because I do think he needs to play games because he draws from the intensity of, of frequent games. Mm-hmm. Jones on the left. I can't decide between Naby and Elliot on the right. That's a flip of a coin for You're me. You're going to have to. I'm going to go with Elliot because he needs a game. Okay. Now he forced me to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I'm going to go Jotter on the left, I'm going to go Bobby in the centre, and I'm going to go Tacky on the right. Okay, cool. Yeah, slightly different um, for me, uh, but I had no issue whatsoever with that lineup. But for me, it'd be Kelleher, obviously, in goal. Um, I would go Gomez right back, um, mm-hmm. and I'd go Simicas left back. Um, I'd go Canate um, and Van Dijk, setting off. I get the fact he probably does need a rest and certainly deserve a rest. Five subs in the FA Cup. Yeah. So there's there's options there, um, and I want Milner at six because I honestly believe that Henderson and Fabinho um, should get that rest. Yeah. I think this is a good opportunity to do it, and probably one of the last remaining ones. Um, and then Elliot on the right hand side, Cater on the left hand side, and then Jota on the right hand side of the attack, Bobby in the middle, Diaz on the left. Ooh. Yeah, it's a real struggle for me um, in terms of how you put put these lads out. Cause it's the midfield thing that I think is, it, it's, it's really hard, hard because really Oxley Chamberlain and Harvey Elliott need to play need to play a, a game because they're not going to be playing international football o- over the break, and then all of a sudden you're you could be up like a month before you without you playing any real reasonable amount of minutes. Curtis Jones, obviously coming off the bench, is normally a good indicator that he'll probably come into yeah. that team. It's a, it's a, I think we often see, isn't it? You get the last couple of minutes and it's just prime, and you see you come into the next, into the into the next one. But I I agree. I think it'll be Hendo in the six. I think we'll just ask him to do that because you. It, He's the second choice, and I think you then you then shift him out how the game how the game depending on how the game goes. God, there's no oh. right or wrong answer, is there? No, no, but, no the, but but it's who who best fits because then you look at that left side of the midfield. Ox has done a bit of it, and he's been okay. Mm. You're not going to put Harvey Elliott on the left, so if you're going to play Harvey Elliott, it's going to be in the right of the three, and I think you probably do put Harvey in because it's a championship team. He's played against them, you know, for Blackburn last season, mm-hmm. so we'll have a decent handle on them, and it's a good opportunity for him to reprove himself and and jump jump start his season a little bit. I'd be a little concerned for Ox if he doesn't start, but. Curtis, I think, is a better fit on that side. So yeah, maybe definitely. Curtis Jones in, in midfield. I think Bobby needs the minutes. I don't know that he'll go away with Brazil. If he's not going away with Brazil, I think I start him. If he is going away with Brazil, I maybe keep him out. And then I'm, you're looking... So I'll go Bobby. I'll go 
Jota from the left, Tacky from the right. Yeah. I'm not convinced. I've got, I've got like I don't I don't even know who's doing the start eleven predictions. I wonder I what like you did steamers. ten years ago when we had eleven players for eleven positions. These shows must have been quite short before you could yeah, sit down and look at all the honestly twenty five players just, who all deserve. We ten months ago, by the way, let alone no, ten yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. But we were, but, then, but to, to the point, a we weren't getting this far in competitions, but yeah, also yeah. we you you were starting to think about kids and and again we're in a position where we don't need to prioritize. Pre, we think about when we've gotten this far in the FA Cup previously, like under Kenny. Example, it's like well, your whole season's now yes. on the FA Cup because the, champ- the Champions League places were out of out of out of touch by the, by this sort of point. Then what you think under Brendan? Similar, we you know we it was an all or nothing kind of situation mm-hmm. by that point. So it's weird that we're in a quarterfinals playing for a place in the semis and we're still treating this like put out put out who ask the sports scientists to pick yeah. the team, not like you know like the ta- the well, tactics. Yeah, I think Diaz needs a rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chill um, with the super chat here saying, "Mate, you called that game last night to be a bit like Inter Milan. Quite literally, couldn't be more reminiscent." Yeah, it was that. You know, that game. There's a lot of teams coming up against Liverpool now whose whose mission is we're going to prove that we can go toe to toe with Liverpool, and they just dedicate all of this, all of their energies towards not getting blown away. And then Liverpool, and Liverpool, just like it's a bit like you know, you've got we've got you, you've got Superman tied up in these chains, and he's like, oh, flex, and the chains come flying off, and that's kind of a little bit what Liverpool have been like. It's exactly what I said on, the, on this morning show. Really, Literally, honestly, I, I didn't. Obviously, I was there last night. I've not heard what you said at all. But yeah, it's exactly the same reference. It's strange that. Great man, thank you. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, I asked it. I asked our club legends. Um, in the Discord, what they thought the um, the f- front three would be. Uh, we had some suggestions come back. Jith says, Tacky, Bobby, Jota. Uh, same from Scott Tyson. Give the boys more minutes. Um, Origi's just unlucky with the quality of our squad here. Jith follows up with that, which I think is absolutely fair there, to be to be fair. Uh, Josh Horses, Tacky, uh, Divock and Mo. Wow, um, okay. yeah, Max. I don't. I really don't feel like we'll see Mohamed Salah in this one. But I mean, he's one. We talked about this in the build-up to to Arsenal. Him and Sadio have got those crunch World Cup qualifying games against each other. Two games straight shootout for Qatar. Mm-hmm. You, I kind of want. I kind of want to allow them that to some extent. Where you want to say, look. You you have this weekend off. You've put in a great you've put in a great shift. We'll protect you a little bit, but also we know you want to go and give your absolute all for those games. So, yeah, we won't stand in your way. Um, we can't you know we can't influence that. So go. We'll, we'll give you night. We'll give you the whole game. I wouldn't even have them on the them. bench. Our plan B them. Yeah, I, but really, I, I'd have them no. I would just have them nowhere. One of this, them. This squad. I don't yeah. see the point. Honestly, yeah. Because to to you know, let's just say we've got a world where yeah, he's got a point. We've got, you know, we, we, let's say we go Bobby, Jota, Tachi. You've got Diaz and you've got Arigi yeah, yeah. there as, as, you've as your back five forwards in your, in and Ox, Ox are playing the front line. Ox okay, Gordon, as you referenced earlier. Okay, good. Yeah. Or, or um, Harvey Elliott again. You, you know, he, he he's probably he will. I presume he will have played right mid. You know, uh, or right wing. Oh, he did all last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And also on that, just to say, like that international game you talk about, the Senegal Egypt one got even more riding on it, given what went on in January. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's a real big one that now. If yeah. it wasn't anyway. Yeah, no, I completely, completely agree on. So it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating balance that we're going to have to strike here, but we've never been in a better position to to, to strike it, to be perfectly honest. So, yeah, um, let's have another look then at the FA Cup games that are going to be going on the other quarterfinals. The quarter past five kickoff on Saturday, Middlesbrough hosts Chelsea. Um it will not be paid behind closed doors, I would imagine. That, uh, that was that was laughable, shocking. That is like, yeah, and and look. To be fair, just just to play devil's advocate, which I loathe, but like, you don't shoot, you don't score. <laughs> you know what Very I mean? True, like, yeah. what if they say yes? What if Middlesbrough? Yes, actually, Chelsea, we will acquiesce to your ridiculous yeah. demand of sporting integrity. Yeah. I love the fact that the very next day Middlesbrough released three thousand more tickets. I think that was yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. like. He, yeah. was very, yeah. he was very steadfast, wasn't he, the chairman? Yeah, Steve right, Gibson so, up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was very much like, are you, like, like we all were as fans of other clubs, like, are you messing? Like, there's, <laughs> a, there's a room here to be read, and yeah. you've just looked somewhere else. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible. And just to say on that, I think their Champions League home game 
is behind closed yeah, doors. Yeah, 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 they've got no fans. Which is a, a serious kick in the teeth for them, isn't it? Yeah, 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 absolutely it is. So that's that's a fa- it's not fascinating. Fault, is it? You know what I mean? So. I mean, look, you'd imagine because Chelsea, the good, the thing that you'll find, and it's something Chelsea uh, in Chelsea's DNA, and it was put there by Mourinho of like the siege mentality thing, yes. and their fans have got a bit of that, like you know, like you know, we, you don't like us, we don't, we don't care, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Tuchel's job there is to 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 kind of condense them down, battle harden them and go, right, everyone, the world's against us, literally, you know, even though it's nonsense. Um, (laughs) You know, we've got to just get through this and and they should have the quality. Obviously, Middlesbrough, similar to Forest, they're having a great little resurgence. um, He's he's done that so far, hasn't he, Tuchel, in fairness to him. When this all sort of started, you thought this could go one or two ways for Chelsea on the pitch. They could either capitulate and have a really poor run-in or that siege mentality you talk about. And fair dues, they've done that so far. And look, the the Cups are the Cups. Mm. They're going to finish third in the league. They are in with a chance of lifting silverware and he's proved himself to be reasonably adept at that so far. So, look, the Middlesbrough will never have a better chance of knocking Chelsea out of the FA Cup than having a, a capacity, whatever the hell the BT Cellnet Riverside Stadium is called <laughs> these days. Um, That'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed for, 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 for Butter in that regard. Palace Everton. Um, oh, they're in a mess, aren't they? Everton are in big trouble, but yeah. the, the, uh, anyone getting like Wigan vibes from Everton here? For a long time, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Everton have taken nine from the last 60 yeah, points? Yeah, scary. That's horrendous. Scary, yeah. that. They, I, I was listening to a podcast on Monday morning and they were talking about how if you extrapolated their, like, they've had the equivalent of nine from points from half a season. Mm-hmm. So they're on, like, uh, they're on for an 18 Pro point. rata. So yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, an 18 Fulham, point full season. Blood, Fulham job, isn't it? Well, what was that season derby? Were they 12? What did they get relegated with? 12 or 14. 12, I think, yeah, yeah. was the record, wasn't it? And obviously, so. they've, they've, got, they've got more points than that from the start of the season. Yes. But their last equivalent of half a season Would equate, form yeah. is horrendous. On that game, Everton, depending on what happens obviously later on tonight with Newcastle game, their priorities, similar to Nottingham Forest, could be elsewhere. They yeah. could have their eye on staying up in the Premier League, not FA Cup glory. It's one of the rare situations that it'd be interesting to see how the game goes with Forest because we were having the debate on the debate show the other week about, and it went, we put a clip of this out on YouTube as well, about like, do we want Everton to get relegated? And my one of my counter-arguments to it was, well, who are you getting in return? Mm. And if and you could shake hands on Nottingham Forest coming up because at mm. least it's a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of something there. But the idea of like we lose Everton but we gain we gain Huddersfield back. Yeah, we go oh, <laughs> Blackburn like whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Give it, give a shit. Um, but, but, but for banter, it would be different class, wouldn't it? There would be something going on there, big time. Like Southampton, Man City. I, like, I'm looking at this, looking at this quarterfinal draw, and Liverpool's likelihood of lifting this cup. Is, it hinges massively on, again, Chelsea under under siege, playing in, away from home in a t- with no with with no fan, none of their fans in the ground, and Southampton at home hosting Manchester City. Southampton have got a very good record against Pep Guardiola. Mm-hmm. Um, I would back both Chelsea and City to come through this. But like, and talk about opening the field up, Dan. If either one of those teams goes out, then that. Really, genuinely, you've got to feel like Liverpool have got one hand on whatever they're looking to achieve. Yeah, 100%. I think the perfect scenario is obviously both of them go, um, but we're probably living in a slight dream world at yes. that stage. But yeah, when, if one of them goes, and I'm more than happy with that. And I actually think, I think I'd rather it was City that went, if I'm being honest. And that obviously pretty self-explanatory, given they're a better team than Chelsea. But um, yeah, I just think that's also a more realistic prospect of that because Southampton, like you say, have got a really impressive record against them. So yeah. every chance. As far as the only thing about City and wanting them in the final, if we get if we were to get that far and they to get that far, is the bargaining tool of how I of I bargain out like they can have that if we can have this, <laughs> you know, because like, yeah. I've got this horrible feeling that if we don't end up with that mega City month. Yeah. Where we get them in the quarters of the Champions League, the semis of the FA Cup, and we've got them to play in the league, that we end up with them in the FA Cup final and the Champions League final and a last day shootout for the for the title, um, which would be one of the most horrendously unbearable things ever. So yeah, it would be nice if Southampton could just just take them off the board for us and yeah. let us worry about. Let us worry about what else is standing. But yeah, we're the last game on, on the weekend, so we'll know 
who are if we if again not to yada yada Forest here, they were able to get past Forest. I don't know when the draw is for this. Often it's done before the last game. It could be Saturday, could be at the end of the last game on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, or it could be between Sunday lunchtime. Between yeah, because Southampton yeah. City's three o'clock on the Sunday. It could be after that one and I'd before our be, one, yeah. or it could just be after our game. So yeah, um, but yeah, we'll 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 know what the what the board looks like by the time we do get round to our game on that one. Um, yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, I want to let you know that Jurgen Klopp's press conference uh, will be available on our YouTube channel and on your podcasting services through Redmen. As well, we've got pre and post match from Klopp every single game between now and the end of the season and beyond as well. So if you want to hear what he said, rather than just reading the quotes and then getting them taken out of context by banter social media accounts, watch and listen to what the manager's got to say for yourself. Uh, yeah, they're available now for free on our again YouTube and podcasting apps as well. Um, just going to double check we haven't got any more comments uh, and all that coming, and then I want to get some score predictions. No score predictions. Steve, what do you think? Three 0 Liverpool. Uh, yeah, 3-0 Liverpool. Nottingham Forest to be spirited. Well at it for 20 minutes, half an hour. We score. Their eye turns elsewhere. I have got a feeling this is going to be utterly horrendous. Absolutely horrible nightmare of a watch. But we will win 2-1. But it will be really hard work. Like I, I just think... And, and hopefully... I, I, it could go either way, because it should go the way you use a bit of that. Again, big spirited response. Maybe mm-hmm. they, they, they rock Liverpool a little for 20 minutes, 25 minutes, maybe a half. Mm-hmm. And then we just figure them out and go and put them to bed. But I do have this feeling of because of the... I've got too many years of Liverpool doing it really hard. And maybe that's not fair for me to put that on this current Liverpool yeah. team. Um, but there is a little sense I've got of... It was a, it's been a big old run since we came from that last international break and we've we've achieved everything we want to achieve and this is just that one where if we get the balance slightly wrong in the 11 or it takes a little while to get up to speed or we maybe just go slightly too weak and we get caught flat-footed by Forrest, I don't think they can win, but I think they can, with the atmosphere and all that kind of stuff, you, it could be a bit of a bear pit and we've got to really fight our way out of there. But I really hope I'm wrong. I really hope we absolutely smack them everywhere. Um, let us know your score predictions in the comments. Let us know your starting 11 predictions. Uh, the 11 prediction show will be going out later on Thursday afternoon, so make sure you check that out uh, or after the fact again on YouTube or on podcasting services if you want more from us. Don't forget to check out Redmen Plus, which is our Liverpool streaming service. It's sort of a cross between a mini Scouse Netflix uh, and Patreon. So if you want to support what we do, then become a member. We reward you with tons of extra content. And if you become a club legend here, you get free merchandise, you get access to the club legend Discord chat and all that good stuff as well. Uh, yes, thank you so much, Jens. That was an absolute pleasure. Uh, the watch along will be on Sunday evening as well. So check out me and Chris on that one. And don't forget to download the Ultimate Fan app as well. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful weekend. Ta-da.